But in the meantime, while he trying to get that together, yo, screw one six part two. Y'all better go ahead and send y'all music on the motherfucking right now, way. A lot of dope artists have been sending their music, so. Y'all Niggas done sent some fire so far, bro. Bro, I was hella impressed when you told me you was like, so so far I got like eight or nine songs and all of them fire, bro. When you said everything that, is I was fire. like, ooh. And then that's not to include everything that niggas done sent that I ain't even had the chance to listen to yet. Mm. So Dre, I'm about to listen to your shit that you sent. Uh, there was somebody else, uh, Trill. I'm about to listen to it. Trill sent something. Trill sent some shit. <gasps> you know what? But Trill was on the first one, though, so that's not a big shot. Okay. okay. Yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, man. So, like, I'm really proud of how it's sounding so far. That's dope, though. That's so far, dope, so bro. good, bro. You know, like, I'm, I'm in a happy space about it. So. What artists that you didn't know surprised you? Um, for you, like, and I and I, I don't mean like as far as don't know like music wise. I mean like as far as personally, like for this one or the yeah, first one. This one for the second one. Uh, so far, uh, artist by the name of Mac and Yoli. Hmm. I I linked with Mac like years ago, like when I was out here back in '09. Uh, we linked up. Um. He he's grown a lot. He's grown a lot, so when he sent it to me, I was shocked. I was like, yo, this shit slaps. This shit slaps. And that's not an, uh, of a knock at him or anything, but yeah. But that shit was going, so he shocked me. Um, I was surprised when Scooney sent something. And I wasn't surprised, but like between Scoon and Drix, I wasn't expecting for either one of them to send anything yet. When I seen that uh, both, of those, both of them sent something, I was like... When Scooney, or not Scooney, when Drix had sent something, I had to go to Twitter. I was like, yo, Drix just dropped. Let's get it. We in there. We in there. Hell yeah. Hey, that just shows how much love you got out here in the streets, bro. Man, you know, and it's reciprocated, dog. I love y'all niggas just as much, bro, so. Yeah, bro. So we rocking. I'm happy. Everybody go ahead and send your shit to four times the genius at gmail.com. Damn, skip. Be sure and send your music. Only Wichita artists, though. Only Wichita artists. Only and Wichita. then I also think that we're going to put this one on streaming platforms. Hey. The last one, it was just on SoundCloud. Uh, this one, I think, you know, like I think we're going to try to touch the masses. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. See, I go. I'm hyped for you, man. I'm hyped for you it, because, it. like, the momentum and the hype around Screw One Six Volume One was hot. Like it. That shit shocked hot. me. That shit shocked me, bro. Why? Um, I. You know what? Number one, I wasn't sure of how niggas received Chopping Screwed out here. Okay. I can you know, like, I wasn't that. sure, like, if it was still a market for it. But because I mean, apologies if we like don't know you know what I'm saying our own game as far as who's doing chopping screwed out here but you revive that yeah. out here like I yeah. feel like we can like boldly make that statement that you revive like the chopping screwed out here you know what had really put the put the like what really made me want to drop the the first one was I had seen two people make posts like who's the best chopping screwed DJ out here, and you know, and like, you and do. I felt some type of way because niggas didn't tag me, like, you like, yo, like, y'all niggas know what I do, like, huh? Hey, y'all go upstairs, kids. 
He's not with the shits right now. <laughs> he is not with the shits. Man, when you, oh, man when I got you, a story for when you, you too. When you, when you hear that, that means I'm pissed. I'm but, pissed. Um, yeah, man. So, you know, so those posts, you know, like it really put the battery in my back. And I was like, you know what? There ain't no reason why anybody should ever ask that question. So I'm going to make sure that nobody in the city ever has to wonder who's the chop the screw DJ out here. You already know off rip. It's four times. He got the screw one six shit going. So four times a genius is a DJ. He's not a DJ. He's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> he's a genius. We already had this you conversation. You better put that hat on and rep that shit. <laughs> he's a genius, man. Coming to a local club near you. Maybe. Maybe. You never know, man. Screw room, man. You never know. Four times get a set going. It's over. Man, it's a wrap, bro. It's and a wrap. And on the motherfucking hype, man, it's over. But I think that the, you know, I think that the Screw One Six brand is going to, you know, it's going to last for a while. Yeah, I agree. It's going to last for a while. And then I'm going to keep every, you know, like, I'm not going to say too much about it. But what we're doing with this one, yeah, yeah. Put some respect on my name. Like I said. Put some respect on like my I name. Like I said in the Living post. legend. And I don't give a fuck who got mad about it or not. Four times the genius is a legend out here in these streets, and y'all will respect this nigga's name. Period. My nigga. Period. Enough said. Hey. Man, so, yeah. Boy, boy, I'm proud of you, boy. <laughs> man, man, look, with that being said, send your shit in, man. Send your shit in. Hey, we also got to shout out Chaos. Chaos mm. dropped a project recently. Mm. Got a special send those shout outs. Go ahead and pull up, young sir. You know. That might be the only one I haven't tapped in with yet. I listened to a couple of songs because I saw the uh, cover, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, that's a dope-ass cover. You know, like, covers, like, draw my attention fast yeah. now. <laughs> so, like, as soon as I seen the cover, I was like, mm. So I listened to a couple, and I was like, all right, Chaos. Yeah. Like, I see you. Yeah. He got some shit. So. He got some shit. In two months' time, we've gotten Wobby and Smooth. We've gotten Plain View. We've gotten Scooney. We got New Heavy Project, we got Chaos, we got Dizzy. And that's just off top. And that's just like... That's so like that's six great fucking albums to end, from the city. To end the summer. That's yeah. hard. That's hard. Oh, it's a hot nigga summer for real. It's oh, and then I think, I, think, I think Hot Sauce falls into that two month range. Was that in two months? Because I know like... They All right, pushing, so so like I know that I've had the project for about two months. Two months. I got the project probably a, a few days after the uh, after the Prince of L.A. interview. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You right. You right. So shout out to Hot Sauce because young up and coming artist. She's doing. She sent some shit in. I haven't Ooh. listened to it yet, but yeah, yeah. So it's going down. It's a process, and it's coming along beautifully. It's coming along beautifully. Y'all better yeah, fucking man. jump on it. Y'all better fucking jump on. All right, so let's just jump right into the shits. Uh, where you want to start at, bro? What's the shit song? Um, Lizzo number one on Billboard. Hey, big shout out to Lizzo. Lizzo number one on Billboard. Are you a fan of that song? Yeah. 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 Okay. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100 percent that. You know what? I you know like at first I was like, yo, this shit is so annoying. But like after like after watching my kids like really turn up to it, it's yeah, like yeah. like yo, like I have a whole different respect for it. He is stamp the approval of if a song is popping enough. Facts. And then on top of that, 
to find out that that song is two years old, yeah. it was like, you know what, like, it's just like, it was a reminder of like, no matter when they catch on, they're going to catch on eventually and it's going to pay off. Yup. And now she didn't got a, uh, did a remix with the baby. Mm. So it's like, they, they pushing that single. So is the baby that, like, is he the go-to yep. male artist right yep. now? Yep. Because everybody state, got some shit with the baby. A statement that I made on this podcast, I don't know how many months ago, but in my eyes, the baby is the 2019 juvenile. You did say that, and I can't stamp that necessarily because I, you know, like I, we would have to go back and like analyze what Juvie was doing, but because the moment I found out the baby was on a Post Malone album, I was like, wait a minute, he done tapped into a whole nother like. But you know he been like he been moving since about 2016 or something like that. Yeah, when he was going as Baby Jesus. Baby Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I went back and watched that uh short film and that shit was hilarious. Yo, I went back and watched a couple of their vlogs. And if I'm the baby, I'm deleting all that shit <laughs> because there's like some shit on those vlogs that I'm like 2019. They some ain't street like shit that or shit. some suspect shit. Some street shit. Okay. Some street shit and then just some certain words and certain shit that's being said. Man, keep that shit on, baby. <laughs> don't, don't, nigga, fuck peer pressure. Keep that shit. Man. Don't let them Kevin Hart you, my nigga. They gonna, they'll try to Kevin Hart anybody. We got a couple of artists that we can Kevin Hart too. Yeah, we gotta use Kevin Hart as a new term now too. Like like how Hove said, uh, never go Eric Benet. Don't go Kevin Hart. <laughs> I'm bad, but not as bad as Eric Benet. Eric Benet was that, like, he was that name that you named, like, if your nigga was cheating constantly. Like, damn, this nigga Eric Benet out here. <laughs> that nigga cheated on Halle Berry. I mean. How the fuck you cheat on Halle Berry? What if that just signifies who Halle Berry is? How the fuck we go from talking about the baby to Eric Benet? <laughs> <laughs> Only your point proven, man. Only your point proven. But, but you know, but that just signifies who Halle Berry is. What if she's not the the woman that we see and love? But wasn't that the eye opener for everybody that he has a problem? It was. That was the eye opener, and everybody said, "Yo, he got a problem." Then all of a sudden, Eric Benet in rehab for a sex addi- addiction. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, look, I think he's like, in rehab for a sex addi- what? addiction. What? I'm pretty sure that there is some issue of Jet magazine in the um, in the '90s where he was deemed as like the sexiest man alive. I had to put the air quotes in there. They don't see air quotes on this episode. So. <laughs> But they heard it. Somebody, said, somebody, quote, somebody's going somebody to get that clip and they running with it. They to put running. that shit on loop. Yo, they running with it. But, um, yeah. So, I don't know. Fuck. Yo, Where we at? But the baby is, the baby is making a run right now. And yeah, got, yeah. Like, all the Carolinas have made some noise right now. You got the baby. Okay. J. Cole and his crew. That doesn't count. J. Cole. That doesn't count. Does J. Cole count? J. Cole is a legend. No. He doesn't count for the no. the move that Carolina is making. No, right nigga. Now. That's like saying Hove is like Hove is like the reason that new New York is popping. Then what like, about nah, Rhapsody? Hove has been here for twenty years. Cole has been here for ten plus years. Then what about Rhapsody? 
Rhapsody, you could say that she is a reason. Although she's been here for a certain amount of time, she hasn't gotten the look that she's really getting now. Do you think Rhapsody's underrated as a rapper? Yes. Why do you, why do you think that is? Is it because she's a woman, or do you think it's what because she doesn't promote like you know sex symbols? I think it's shit? both. I think that in 2019, being a woman, you have to be a sex symbol in the industry. To be recognized. Um, because, like, if if you take... Okay. Let's look at Nikki. Okay. Nikki, in, in her time, she was the sexiest thing walking. Yeah. But the other female rappers, you know, they were still wearing clothes. Yeah. Um, you, you take those away that's wearing clothes and then... You insert the other naked female rappers, Eve then it's was, like Eve Nikki was isn't important a bit of skin. Huh? Eve was showing a little bit of skin. Eve was, but at the but same she time, she wasn't like that. She wasn't. She wasn't that like that like sex symbol though. Yeah. Eve, although Eve was very sexy. Yeah. Like it's like she was around fucking rough riders. So like it's like like nah, that's a different class right there. Like you you know that she's still with all the shits. Definitely. And she can still out rap, you know, like hella niggas. Still can. I don't know about now. Shauna, Rod Digger. Okay, so now we're going back to the 90s, ain't we? Shit. The early they, 2000s? Early 2000s. You know what, though? If you see me driving around and listen to early 2000 hip hop and I'm like bobbing out, just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Let me ride out, cause I don't, you know, like I'm not a really a big fan of the new hip hop, new good, rap. I got a good question for you, and this is a conversation we've been having in my job. So there's this young cat in my job, and he's nothing but 22 years old, right? And his favorite thing to say, like when some music comes on that he knows, is his favorite thing to say is "This is my era." But we're talking okay. about like crime mob, rock your hips. We talking about Ludacris, Move, Bitch. We How old is he? 22. I wouldn't classify that being his era. Uh, uh, Crime Mob, maybe. Crime like, Mob, okay, Pete, maybe. So when Rock Your Hips came out, I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Right? So that means that this little nigga was in the third grade. Because, like what you just said, kids give that stamp. You right. You want kids get that stamp. So like you know, so it was like, like going back as a grown man and listening to uh, Reasonable Doubt. I knew half the project, and I don't know how I knew it. Mm. So it was you know, so like it's kind of like you know, like all you know, like although I was young as fuck in that era, but that's still my era. What would you What would you uh, specify as our era? Because our me, era, me and you are the same era. Yeah, our era would be anything. 95 until about 2010. So you would... So would you... Whenever it was that we got older than the rappers. Okay, then we got to stretch it. We would have to stretch it to 2012. Because in, tw right. in 2010, these were the artists that I could think of that were running at that time. Drake. Drake. Wale. Okay. J. Cole, Cole. had just started, uh, started pushing. Kendrick. Kendrick. 
who was who was uh, the old Rocky, TD. Tyler the Creator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, so so that, like these kids, like they grew up on those. Exactly. Artists. Like exactly. those are so their, like you know like that's the shit that they live by. Yeah. That's the shit that they live by. We live by the hoes, the uh, Kanye, uh, Kanye's, the fifties. You know, like and then and then we're still we're still old enough to live by like uh, reasonable doubt, yeah. doggy style, crime. because yeah. like all of our older cousins was playing all that shit. You know, yeah. so, so I don't know, bro. That's a good question though. Our era, yeah. So all right, so I'm gonna say anything between ninety and twelve. Okay, okay. Because you would have to say that Aaliyah would be considered our artist, right? Of yes. our era? Yes, I hold her very dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I was so upset when you told me what you said earlier. That's what? Like, huh? What'd I say? Oh, uh, uh, what's the nigga name? Moneybag Yo didn't know the words know to the, the song. Uh, 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 yeah. And that, that was very older than us. He's not older than us. And he's like 29. I'm 29, motherfucker. If Moneybag Yo younger than you, I'm finna die laughing. Bro, bro, like, that's the shit I be talking about, bro. Like, the baby, he's younger than me. Younger than you, too, I think. Moneybag Yo, 28. He, you're younger than you. <laughs> bro, talk about FOMO, nigga. Who be talking about anxiety? That's the shit I be talking about, nigga. You the same. For the niggas who don't fuck with me, is the producers behind this nigga? Yeah, bro. The baby is my age. Yeah, bro, like, like, and then, like, don't even talk about the NBA, because damn near all of them niggas is younger than us. What was the last, because you're not a sports fan like that, mm -hmm. what was the last player of any sport that you paid, that you watched, or that you paid attention to? You ain't uh, necessarily got to peep every game, nothing like that, but you recognize that they were dope as shit, and you watched, like, a couple of games. Probably Cam Newton. Okay, okay. Probably Cam Newton. Uh, that's the that's the one I can go to off top. But I'm pretty sure, like, you know, like if I think about it, there's been some recent players. Cam Newton was his his run in college is definitely underrated. You know, like, and that was just some year, like buddy. some Atlanta shit. You know, for me personally, he's from like, like, so like, okay, that's a nigga from rep. the crib. So of course y'all had to rep. Of course, of course. Yeah, um, but yeah, but that's like the last one though. Why? What made you ask that? Because, like, you would uh, you would just mention something, and I was like, "Oh, how oh, all of them niggas is younger than us? Yeah, getting that fucking bread." Exactly. So, like, I th like, man, it make me feel old as shit. Like Kyrie Irving, man, is twenty five years old, yeah. multi millionaire. Kyrie Irving is twenty five. Yeah, that nigga look like he thirty five. Multi millionaire. Damn, motherfucking Blake Griffin is what twenty six. Multi-millionaire. I just want to hit the rewind button sometimes. But you know? then, like, we're in the era of, like, now, it's like Zion Williams, Williamson. Like, he's he's that guy right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, making the most noise. And this nigga ain't nothing but 18. Yeah. Lonzo yeah. Ball's 20. Yeah. Yeah. It's a young man's game, bro. Man. It's a young man's game. You know, old. like, I can't really speak on it for sports, but hip-hop it's generally a young man's game, and every now and then you'll have a group of old heads to like to like surface, and then other cases they resurface, like the nigga Two Chains. 
you know, he resurfaces two chains, but when he made that resurface, he was what? 37, 38? Old as fuck. 100%. You I got, uh, what's it called? Uh, the, uh, Griselda niggas. All of them mm-hmm. niggas is like 35, 36. Yeah, all 30 and up. Oh, uh, man, that's really where it stops. You know, like, shit, like what you just said, Moneybag Yo, he started popping about two or three years ago. He, he seems like he's somebody older, but when he started popping, he had to be about 25. Yeah. I want to get into the discussion now of OGs versus old heads. Okay. Okay. Ooh, I love that. I love so, that. I can break that down for you so easily. I, f- I feel like there's a mad difference. Big difference. And a lot of niggas would want to classify themselves as OGs, but act like old heads. All right. So my personal opinion, the difference between the two is an OG is somebody who gives you the game. Yes. He's he's already made a platform and he pulls you in like, yo, I want you to be a part of this. I'm about to give you all the wisdom. I'm about to give you the yes. blueprint, everything that you need to be successful. I agree with that one. That's an OG. An old, old head, head is the bitter old niggas who's like, yo. Nigga, I, what the fuck you doing back in my day, nigga? Exactly, we had yeah. this shit bar for bar, nigga. Do, 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 yeah, do. yeah, you know. And one of my biggest fears is being an old head. <laughs> nah. I don't see us ever being old heads, only at the fact that we are humble and also we are very welcoming to other people. Yeah. Younger artists, older artists, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like we're very open as far as, you know, who we who we can who we can take in and like help give that knowledge. Would you classify us as OGs right now? Yeah. Because a lot of the All artists right. that we talk to are younger. Alright, so Pete. I don't, I don't view myself as an OG yet. I don't, I don't, I, I don't feel that way yet. Uh-huh. But when I talk to like, when I talk to younger cats, when I talk to like HD, and he informs me, he's like, "Yo, like, I view y'all as like gatekeepers," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Nigga, what?" Yeah. When you hear shit like that, yeah. it's like, okay, like. Shout out HD too. Some of these young, some of these like younger cats, like really do look at us like, damn, like y'all niggas got the game, like you know, spread this game. Because we're like, we're we're wise enough to do research on certain things and uh, bring it back to our platform. Yeah. Uh, when we talk of you know, when we talk to younger younger artists, we get the insight on what they know, and then we share a little bit of our information. Um, and I feel like, you know, some of the younger cats respect that. One thing that nobody will ever be able to say is that Point Proven was knocking anybody or brought anybody down. We've all, we've supported everybody from day one. Even if we didn't fuck with you from day one. Well, 100%. We still, you know, you know, like, I think that that's just in our nature. You know, um, we don't. I think that, which is, especially like with with what my dad did in the city, you know, like I grew up with the impression that like Wichita has a crab in a barrel mentality. Although I didn't grow up here like that, like you know, like I still had my OG and you know, like in my corner saying you know certain things about Wichita's characteristics and music. Yeah, yeah. 
And you know, like, and I, you know, like, I refuse to let that to keep on going. You know, would you so. still look at it that way? Huh? Would you still look at it as crash? Um, when you look on Facebook, a lot of niggas is saying that, but then when you see posts like what uh, Smooth and um and Ado did, I would say no because they let you niggas know, like, yo, you can make a little bit of money independently. Mm-hmm. You just gotta do what it takes to get there. Now, like, I wish that you know, with that post or whatever. They would have gave a little bit more gems on how to get those type of numbers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but just that post alone, you know, like it lets you know that it's possible. It's out here. It's, it's possible, here. you know, because I look, bro, when, so I dropped here for what, June? Um, A, a few days Before ago. Before I dropped in June, because remember, yeah, that was my birthday. Dropped it for your birthday, yeah. So I looked at the numbers probably the day after we had dropped the, the uh, we had dropped the top 30 episode. I looked at how much money was made from that song. Mm. I've made a whopping 30 cent hey. from that song. But hey, we almost there for a black. Hey. <laughs> or a stick something. <laughs> but you know, but but that's with no promotion, very minimal streams. Mm-hmm. So if you put that work in for it, then imagine what you could do. You put a little bit of money behind, you know, promote promotion or whatever, because like uh, both social uh, networks, Facebook and uh, Insta- Instagram, allows you that opportunity to promote your uh, promote your music. Mm-hmm. So you know, you put in five dollars, you know, what I'm saying, and you might make a whopping twenty out of it if you know, Man. What I'm saying if you push it enough. Man. You just gotta push. Yeah, you just gotta push that shit. You know, like, and that's one thing about those two artists. You know, they, so. They really push their shit constantly. So those those two, Ado and Smooth, you could uh, say are in uh, in the in a in a high tier as yeah, far as yeah, the hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Um. What What do you think some <laughs> other artists from the city need to do to possibly get themselves in that position? Because you just made a point that. Ado and Smooth dropped a gem when they showed you that yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you mm-hmm. ain't you you not gonna probably, you know what I'm saying, make a living and pay your bills off of this, you know what I'm saying, month to month. Ado might. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean if you get eighty thousand streams from one fucking album, then yeah. But <laughs> do that uh, twice a month, you go to. But a but a lot of these artists, you know what I'm saying, they they put their music out, but then it's kind of a halt as far as like that what is to follow from that. Yeah. So what do you think, like, some of these artists, like, need to do, you know what I'm saying, to, like, elevate, you know, and push to that next level? Uh, First of all, I think when... All right, so I think that the first thing is seeking out opportunities and trying to capitalize on that opportunity. Now, like, I'm not saying that putting your shit on Screw on Sixes, you know, like, it's going to get you 20,000 plays. Yeah. But it's still a look to, like, a different audience. Okay. Um, Moving around, you know, going out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a necessity, you know. Uh, What, the uh, download cards. Expanding their brand. Expanding your brand to a bigger market than Kansas, yes. Yeah. Um, Download cards are a big thing, because I was listening to, what, the Joe Budden pod, you know, like, and this is something that we've talked about for, like, two-plus years, but... CDs are going out. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we all thought that USBs was going to be the next thing. But now, 
laptops and computers are yeah. without the USB port. Yeah. So um, now so, strictly SoundCloud and like email shit. And now, now, y'all don't have one on me, but you remember when Strip had made those cards or whatever, he had the QR code on it so you could scan the shit and then it takes you directly to the album. Yeah. Plainview just had that shit for his album as well. Yeah. That's the next thing. You got to have that shit. Um, so, you know, so you could just hand your shit to somebody or whatever. Oh, how does this work? Here's how it works. Album is right there. <sighs> you, um, know, you know who this is a good question for? That uh, videos, I feel like videos are very important. Uh, you know who this is a good question for? Um, while he's calling somebody else. I told y'all, this is about to be a long ass episode. <laughs> he's calling somebody, but I'm going to keep Blake. on. Blake. Blake. What's going on with you, bro? Man, everything, everything, for real. Hey, Man. so, so I, uh, sorry to, you know, just really, you know, call you, but My you're, nigga Blake. You're, you're on the Point Proven podcast right now. Show, show, what's good? And I got to give you your flowers for how you've been pushing and promoting Plainview and his album. Man, for sure, for sure. So we've been talking about, you know, saying like, what's the what's the next move as far as like in the music game and how artists can push themselves like into the next direction. And four times it mentioned how like we went from a phase where CDs were popping and then it went from CDs to USBs. And now it's that uh, code that, you know, leads you directly to the album. The QR code. Right. So. What what do you th- what do you think is like the transition that like music is making right now as far as like getting yourself out there? Well, um, it's starting to be more ex- experience based. Okay. So you know we got we got like music to sound or whatever, but like also like uh like on the industry level on the, where labels is going and everything, and also you know what I mean just in the cities. They are starting to go more so around like full immersive events, like uh-huh. full build outs of events to where you can experience and they can put you in the perspective of the artist. Like even uh, like Maxo Cream project that he just dropped or whatever a couple months ago, whatever. That you said was slept on. Yeah, that, I mean, that shit was hard. <laughs> went crazy, and then you know what I mean. That was kind of that was kind of big for this for this in this region or whatever for an artist to go. With Rock Nation from within, you know what I mean, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, well, live uh, and Live Nation, he did a part. You know what I mean? Like Jay Z picked him up, so that was a, a pretty big thing. That's but yeah, it's, it's kind of going more so uh, ex- experiential. But then also, like how you said, from uh, from from um, yeah, like CDs, USBs to now you can. It's all a digital platform. Yeah, all streams or whatever. So you got to find a way to to pilot that and I think that's pretty much going from getting um, going directly directly to your consumer in a in a personal way and also you know what I mean like we need to get more platforms in, involvement too you know what I mean because it's kind of going back around full circle to where uh, where how we you know when we had that blog period or whatever from like uh, it was at like 2011 to like 13 maybe mm-hmm well, actually, it was like oh nine to like around that area or whatever. But uh, you know what I mean? People are doing partnerships with platforms and stuff like that again. Okay, okay. Do you think that now, uh, because it started off like 
it, uh, we went through a, a moment where it was like, you know, uh, people were getting called SoundCloud rappers and shit like right. that. So, like, now uh, it seems as though SoundCloud is now, like, the new mixtape. Like, instead of, like, you know what I'm saying, you saying, like, yo, like, you know, here, check out my mixtape, it's $5. Now niggas is like, yo, check like, out check out my SoundCloud page. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It uh, sets, like, the caliber of the quality or whatever. If it wasn't worth getting you clearance or whatever to distribute it, then, yes, yeah, definitely, like, toss on SoundCloud. <laughs> Man. Blake, man, I appreciate I appreciate you answering the phone. We're gonna have to bring you back in and have a conversation, bro. Man, for sure, sure, man. It's, I, I, we need we need to touch base. I just started, uh, man. I just started art directing for uh, for Rome Fortune or whatever. So like, get it, man, sir. Get that yeah, shit, King. You said from Rome Fortune. Uh -huh. Congrats, my G. Congrats. Hey, and don't judge me for uh, me telling everybody that me and you cousins since we got the same last name. <laughs> no, <I'm fast. laughs> You you damn right. Uh, as soon as I see you, Ken Fog. Ken Fog on everything. Everybody already thinking anyway. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Hey, and I'm gonna need you to chill out on these covers. These are coming off too hard. You you making me hey, lose business. That, hey, that cup, man. That, that, uh, Who's that one like he that, just that dropped? Cover. The SE Trill. Like that cover. I seen that cover, but I, I seen said, that shit. I was like, okay, that's the YMCA. That's the bus that shit. You hit you hit all marks on that one, bro. Thank you. My composition is my composition position is getting way better. And I love you and Loki hate you for it. <laughs> so, man, we just gotta keep on playing. We gotta keep on playing. Still iron sharp is iron, bro. <laughs> Alright, bro. Love. To um touch on something that he said real quick before I lose track. Uh he said it, Bringing more experience base. Yeah. I feel like, you know, uh, we grew up in a time when internet had just really started to hit. Yeah. Nelly is one, uh, one of my favorite artists, and mm -hmm. here's why. Being what? He came out 2000. I'm 10 years old. Um, going to the Nelly website. Playing the video game. Like, Nelly had a video game on his website. So it's like, you bro, know, I didn't even know that. Yeah, bro. I didn't even know yeah. that. I'm going to keep it a bean. Do your Googles. <laughs> but but just that, you know, that experience is what, like, is what set Nelly apart from, you know, like, like from anybody else that was out at that time. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, try to capitalize off of shit like that. Uh, and then something else that's really missing, doing shows for the teens. True enough, we got the all ages shit that's going on right now, you know, like, and that shit is dope. But at the same time, like, going, like, back to these teen parties, like, living in the DMV area, like, it was a couple of times when me and Strip, you know, we would go to the teen clubs and shit or whatever, like, and the uh, label reps is out there handing out the John Legend album. They handing out the Life album and shit like that. So it's just like, you know, just that hand-to-hand -hand exchange. The, but, and the crazy thing is, is that we don't even realize it. Like, okay, before, before like the uh, Drake and shit like that and stuff like that, like the last artist that like we can recall that like sold a million, a million records or whatever, like, you know what I'm saying, in a week mm -hmm. was Wayne. Was he the last one? 
Wayne was the last one that I recall to sell a meal before like the Drake came in and supposedly sold sold a million. I would say fifty, but I might be wrong. Wayne, the Carter Three, sold a meal. Okay. So Wayne was talking some grown shit. Yeah. But it was the teenagers yeah. that pushed Wayne to that OG yeah. level. Yeah. Shit. Nigga, that was us. Exactly. <laughs> that was us. Exactly. Because, you know, because we grew up on Wayne, you know, like, back that ass up. Like, you know, he had one of the hardest parts in that shit. Uh, bling, bling. You know, like, when the when the news had surfaced, like, Wayne created that term. It's in the dictionary. Yeah. He got a trademark. Like, yo, that's legendary shit. Like, yeah. you, you, you created something that's being sold and marketed to white kids now. And they still ain't get enough money for that. Still, but you know, but that's the politics of this shit. Bling bling, man. They still ain't get enough money for that shit, man. Hey, shout out to my boy Blake, cause Blake is one of the smartest niggas that I know in this in this industry. Like, yeah, like on some real shit. And it's funny too because, and don't take this the wrong way, you and Blake kind of remind me of each other. Why would I take that in the wrong way? In the sense of, (laughs) y'all niggas is so fucking smart. Yeah. But sometimes y'all get like headaches from overthinking. From overthinking, yeah. Yeah, facts. And I see that from both of y'all. Facts. Like y'all both are smart as shit. But I can see that sometimes it's like y'all might get in your way a little bit because you're yeah, from overthinking. overthinking shit. Yeah. Like four times, what was the what was the first song that you uh dropped last year? Squad first. And how long did it take you to drop Squad first? <laughs> Forever. Bro, you had Squad first when we started the podcast. No, 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 hell no. We started the podcast in November. I had Squad first. No, you're talking about Crown Royal. I, we started up the podcast in November. And I had Crown Royal. Another song that you ain't fucking dropped. That ah. But I'll tell y'all, there's so much shit on this this hard drive and laptop, man. Two other laptops that just fill with with flames. Yo, you just pissed me off. You just pissed me off. Let's go ahead and change something. Like, what song are you talking about, though? The one that I wanted to get on forever? Uh, 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 This nigga remembers that beat. You know what? It's a party. It's a party. That shit is 2015. That shit is 2015. You know what? To go back to that fucking Roscoe Dash conversation, I did that the night that I met Roscoe Dash. Because in my mind, I was hoping, I was like, yo, if this nigga comes back in this motherfucker and he hears this shit, oh yeah, it's going to fuck down. But he never came back in that night, so... Four times a genius gotta get respect as an artist too. God man, damn. put some respect on my name, God man. Damn. Alright, so let's keep pushing on these topics. Alright. <laughs> um, why do you think that DJ Academics is still relevant in 2019? That's a great question. I think because he made a lane. Uh there were like YouTubers, you know, of course at that time, but yeah. like, you know, he was, for me personally, he was one of the first sources I would look for, you know, look to for information. 
for the street shit. And you know, like, and it might be a little bit of a bias because I was, you know, like I was in Rutgers at that time, so it was like I heard his name around campus and shit like that. But so academics really was DJing out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't, you know, like there was a couple of DJs that was going way harder than academics at every party, but he, you know, he was doing his thing. I think that uh, academics is in that position because I agree with you that he created his own lane. Yeah. I always feel like the the ones that start a trend are always the ones that get left behind. Yeah, because, you know, because we're in this space now where it's like, for some reason, we got the mentality that it can only be one. Yep. You know, like, and that goes back to the, the Nikki conversation. podcast and everything. <laughs> that goes back to the Nikki conversation, you know, like, after we get the Cardis and after we get the Megs or whatever, it's like, okay, Nikki who? Although she didn't pave the way for them, but, you know, but she was there. Yeah. So, you know, so, like, I feel like, you know, like, like, we look at shit as, it, you know, like, it can only be one. He's had hella corny moments, so, like, niggas is ready to... Discount him. He's had a lot of corny moments. Hella corny moments. But you got to acknowledge that uh, Everyday Struggle is still on. And it's still a good show. It's still... I haven't watched it since Joe left. I haven't watched it on a regular since he left. But, you know, like, I check it out every now and then. And it's still a good show. Wayno brings a certain energy. Yeah. That's like, you know, like, it's not like as, you know, like... He's obviously not Joe, yeah. but he's a great fit for what you know for what they had. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that Star isn't on there anymore. And then the Deska, she's she's good at interviewing. Yeah, she's, and you know, like, and she's great at playing the mediator. Yeah. So you know, so yeah. But I don't know. Like, I feel like hip hop should always have a you know like a spot for academics unless he just keeps on fucking snitching. And see, that was my next question. Draw because or whatever. Because you know, uh. At one point, academics was really on the cape of Takashi Six Nine. Oh yeah, he like was that was good. that was his man's. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so the higher Takashi went, academics was damn near right next to him. Yeah. So then when the, all that Takashi shit happened, it's kind of like academics wasn't really in the uh, in front of us anymore. See, like and then and then at the same time, here's another reason why academics will always be relevant. He's a great A and R. Yeah, he's a great A and R. You know, like it may not be the traditional A and R, but he has an eye for you know for who's next. Like, I agree with that. There's a couple of artists that we wouldn't know if it wasn't for him. I feel you on that. So yeah, man, put some respect on that nigga name too, man. Man, point proven rocks with DJ Academics. Who would have thought? Sometimes, sometimes. But um, <laughs> what's your take on Nicki retiring? Um, I don't think it's gonna last. I, I think that Nikki's gonna take like a little break and make her get her family right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because I refuse to believe that Joe Budden's podcast is gonna be the last that we've seen of Nicki Minaj. Nah, I refuse to believe that Queen is the last album that we're gonna get from Nicki Minaj. Um, I would say it's probably gonna be about a good three or four years. I we will it, get a Nikki project in about three or four years. I give it, I give it a year and a half. Well, it's nineteen, so about twenty twenty two. 
Because also, hip hop always finds its way back around. Mm-hmm. So at some because like right now, like you go, you could make a case that Nicki started the style or sound that some of these female rappers are doing right now. Nah, nah. Nah, cause Nicki spitting, but also like talking that shit, like you know, shaking my ass, like you know what I'm saying, like how this pussy tastes, all the shit like that. Like, I feel no, nah, I feel like that was crime mob. That was crime because that that exact bar that you just said was was from uh, either Diamond or Princess. I don't know which one, but yeah, but Diamond, that, put some respect on her name. Hey man, you know, hey, <laughs> but yeah, but but nah, like Nicki. Nikki came in and set her own lane, bro. Like, you know, like if you ever hear anybody as animated as her, like a female Busta Rhymes, then yeah, they got that from her. But as far as the, you know, the sexual sh- What's that girl's name? Probably, probably over-sexualizing shit came from her too. Nah, nah, hell nah. Because, uh, what's the chick's name? Uh, um, fuck. Whoever had the my neck, my back joint. Kaya. Kaya. That might have been the start of like the like the sexualization of I the female artist. I was getting artists. some head, getting getting some head. Shana, man, hey. was that before Nikki? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Facts. All right. Yes. Man. Yeah. What was your thoughts when Nikki announced her retirement? Um, I was kind of dismissive toward it, you know, because it a uh, bit um for me it went back. To what I said in like our first episode, like you know, like I was tired of like Nikki, you know, like in that lane that she was just in, you know, like and not as the rapper Nikki, but as the vocal Nikki, like like oh I did this and I did that or whatever, you know, it's like you know just keep on dropping quality music. Nikki been relevant, she's kept herself like in she's, a, in in conversations. Yeah, because but you, at the same time, if you go back though, negative light though, because I agree. But you know they always say, any press is good press. Like think, like like think about this. Think think about. I agree, but think about this. When we first started this podcast, we probably mentioned Nikki on every episode. Every episode, yeah, because it was that constant thing between Nikki versus Cardi. Cardi. But still, because you know the barbers are gonna go hard for Nikki. Yeah. So regardless. So regardless. Nikki's gonna have a placement in hip hop. Nikki's always gonna have a place in hip hop. Like without an album, she did a song with Hove. You're always gonna have a place in hip hop. But and I will make the case. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Nikki might you, have had the hardest verse on that song. Is that what Monster? you're about to say? Yeah. Facts. Yeah. That is a fact. Nikki definitely had the hardest. Well, all right. So and I haven't her heard. Hove. I haven't heard Nikki spit like that since. Monster was the last monster verse, no pun intended, from Nicki that was nah. like, literally was like nah. that that verse. You know what, though? I would have to scour her albums, but, you know, because, like, recent, you know, like, like ever since then, like, Nicki has, like, her, the majority of her singles have been that pop route. Yeah. You know, she's... Singing on everything, you know, like it's you know, like it's always appealed to a certain audience. So maybe that's where we lost Nikki. Maybe it's because you know she lost her like hip hop roots. Not even lost, but you know, but just abandoned. 
Listen to Ho's verse though. Ho might have the hardest. I don't know. Ho, but but you know, for it to be, but like you got Ross, Kanye. I yeah. I'm not gonna count Ross, but for us to automatically discredit Kanye and say, all right, it's either Nicki or Ho. Come on. Cause that's what a motherfucker wants to do. All right, stop playing that shit before we get a fucking check. But yeah, but you know what? I'm, I'm, you like, I just hope that you like, I hope that she. She finds her happiness, you know. That's all that matters. <laughs> Blake, I hate you. <laughs> he gonna post the uh, cover again and tag me in it this time. <laughs> Just to piss you. these niggas off. I hate you. Hey, is this canvas worthy, real? Just got a call from my third cousin, half removed on the left side, Rello, LOL. <laughs> hey, yeah, you get mad recognition for that cover, dog. That cover is hard. Yeah, man, it's crazy, too, because I was about to hit Blake up the other day, too. Like, yo, like, step in with me on this uh, Screw 1-6 shit. Not for the cover, of course, but, you know, but just his overall impact. So, I wish this nigga would have told me this shit, but this nigga fell off of a scooter. Blake? Yeah. When? And it's recently, and this nigga was like, yo, I'm still fucked up from this fall. Like... I did a complete fall, a complete wipeout off the scooter. <laughs> Somebody should have got that. Remember at Tulsa when I almost busted my ass on the scooter? Yeah, no, nigga. Because you went all the way fucking around the block, nigga. I just rode up the street and rolled right back. Yo, this nigga hey. went on a fucking explorer. No, I was. Expedition. I was dying, though, because this nigga strip was like, hey, where that nigga rail go? And all of a sudden, I pulled off the scooter. I pulled up out of nowhere with the scooter. Like, yo, this nigga's on something right now. Man, good times, good times, good times. Niggas is going to get killed on that scooter. Somebody going to, like, sue that company. Man, look, I seen this one scooter in up in St. Louis, and that shit was sitting on bricks. Nigga took the I wheels seen that off shit. that motherfucker. Hilarious. Like, yo, y'all niggas is wildin', yo. Like, and I get cringes every time I see one of them scooters on the north side, because I'm like, how did y'all niggas hotwire that Fam, shit? Fam, I got one up on you. What's up? I seen a nigga park a scooter at his house. Yeah. Yeah. And that nigga uses that scooter Every to drive to and from wherever the fuck he goes yeah. and parks that bitch right back in front of his house. Man, look, and if anybody come outside and grab this motherfucker, nigga, we, we got issues. <laughs> you just it's, stole my car, bitch. No, nah, tell me, I would not be surprised if that nigga chained that shit up to his damn porch. Man, look, put the motherfucking <laughs> bike lock and shit. <laughs> What's this oh, shit. with the uh, steering wheel lock? Yeah, nah. And <laughs> hey, anybody in your family ever have one of them steering wheel locks? Yeah, that was the fucking most annoying things ever. Most Hell annoying yeah. shit in the world. Hell yeah. Hey. You know, but that was only some shit in the early 90s. I ain't seen nobody. But you got to keep one of the bitches if you got an old school. If you got an old school whip, Rello knows firsthand on this shit. You got to keep that shit. Go back and listen to what? Our like. Fourth or fifth episode, I want to say. Raj! <laughs> <laughs> they tried to get the motherfucker started, but they didn't get too far. Man, that's some bullshit, bro. And then HP came out and said, I'm going to warn you. Pop! One more time. Pop! <laughs> and the next one, pow! Ain't going to miss. Man, sometimes you just got to let niggas know, man. You got to let niggas know what they in for. Man, that's some funny shit. Upstairs, boy.
Alright, so I don't know if you heard because you look kind of surprised when I told you about it. So a school in Alabama has removed the bathroom stall doors yeah, that's to keep retarded. kids from vaping. Okay, you keep kids from vaping, but I don't know about the high school that you went to, but when I was in high school, if you were in the stalls, one of these random ass niggas is just about to come up behind you and start shaking you. Just start shaking you. Dick piss flying everywhere. <laughs> Shit's just going everywhere. They got another clip on your ass! <laughs> not today. Not today, not today. Give them the whole context, motherfuckers. Nah, but you know, like, it's, it's, it eliminates the privacy. It eliminates privacy, A. Man, my stomach hurt. And B. <laughs> my stomach hurt. B. Nigga, put the motherfucking doors back on, nigga. Fam, what, the, what a nigga gonna do if he taking a shit? What is a nigga supposed to do? See, I forgot about that element because I, nigga, I'm everybody gonna see me wiping my ass. I, I give no fucks. Fam, like that <laughs> shit crazy like though. <laughs> Fam, that shit crazy though. Yeah. And like, what if you really gotta go? So a nigga gotta watch you doing the like the the antsy motions and shit when you put the toilet paper on the stall. Like that shit bad. That shit bad. Sitting there with their phones out. I'm saying though. See, but. This is how you increase bullying. Facts. This is how you increase the fucking bullying. Little Terry in there taking a boo boo. <laughs> Y'all, this nigga shitting <laughs> again. And they see no videos and photos of the nigga on the toilet finna pop out. Man, all because y'all want to stop niggas from vaping. I got a question to ask you. And I please, I pray to God I don't get canceled for this question I'm finna ask. You're getting canceled. If you, if you were. If you are like somebody that you know is either in the shower or taking a shit and you pop up with your phone above the toilet or the, <laughs> or the shower, is that a gay move? Yes. Yes. All right. Great. So Prince of LA, we got to talk. <laughs> I was about to say, who just did that? Could you send me that shit? I was so, like, I don't want to see this shit. So I'm looking at Prince of LA's Instagram a couple weeks ago. And this nigga decided to, like, throw a cold cup of water on a nigga that he knows that was taking a shower. But not only did he throw the cup of water, but he had the camera, like, completely, like, over the shower curtain. And I instantly messaged you and was like, nigga, is that gay? Yeah, that's... See, but you know what? You ain't even say that. You said, go to Prince Page, tell me what you see. And then I came back, yo, that's hella suspect. That's hella suspect. Yo, I pray to God nobody ever looks at our uh, inbox. At our, uh... <laughs> if, Niggas is gonna be if mad. one of us dies and, like, somebody gets a hold of our phones, oh Delete all my messages. Oh, my God. <laughs> Delete all my shit. You know what? Uh, fuck that. Nah, nigga, post my shit up at the funeral. No. <laughs> this had shit scrolling. No. See how this nigga really felt. <laughs> no. Nah, man. But like, you know, like it's never no like no like real bad shit though. It's just, it ain't. It ain't never. It ain't never no like. It'll have niggas cracking up. I tell oh, you. Oh, it's that. gonna have niggas dying. It'll have niggas but dying. But I know that. Ass. But I know a lot of motherfucking communities and shit is coming for our heads. <laughs> They coming for our heads. <laughs> the radio community already about to come for your head, bro. You keep... <laughs> nigga, <laughs> bro, 
Rello does not know how to shut the fuck up sometimes. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about it. So, I don't know who this individual is, but they made a post on Twitter. And they said, Wichita has the worst, in all caps, hip-hop radio station I've ever heard. We don't have a hip-hop radio station. And I commented and said, to be real, we don't have a hip-hop radio station. Podcasts have taken that lane. I disagree with you there. So that furthermore carried me into... Nigga, we on. Nigga, we on. I just got a message, nigga, we on. (laughs) But, uh... Industry Rello. So, all right. So I will. I will have to put myself in that. In that for yeah. I am kind of industry. I don't yeah. give a damn. But we take a full advantage of this industry connected somehow. Rello right, has. Well, let's, let's I don't know how. Shit, I want to know what the fuck. But going anyway, on. so I made a post and it says podcasts have picked up the hip hop scene in Wichita. Radio stations weren't quote allowed unquote to do this. We've picked it up and have become a major part of the hip-hop scene in 2019. That's not just us, but flavor and vibe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, and Lester. And Lester. This I is my Lester. second episode. <laughs> I get Lester that. I get Lester that. He is involved. Um, my point in what I'm trying to make is, is that the radio has limitations to what they can and can't do. Whether they want to do it or not, they have limits. So, podcasts, we're more open and available to do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, we have more of an open door as far as, like, we've been able to embrace and take, like, okay, I'm just going to say it like this. The hip-hop scene in Wichita is dope and was was cool. But I feel like with the podcast that I just named and the individuals that I'm ta- that I named and you named as well, it's elevated the hip hop scene to another level. Now you got artists getting these interviews. Now mm-hmm. you got these artists getting their music, getting their music shared more. Uh, actually, people talking more so about the music because, like, you you're not gonna you're not gonna hear on the radio, yo, this artist just dropped this project or the conversation that we just had about the artist that recently came out. Now, we're in a position where we are part of the hip-hop culture. Yeah. And it and because of us, I feel, and not just us, the people that I named, I feel like we have pushed the hip-hop scene in that right direction. I feel like we lit a fire under a lot of artists now. I agree with that. Um, I think that I don't think that you can you can speak on radio and podcasting in the same breath. That's my only disconnect. I agree with you in okay. everything that you're saying except for that. And I say that because shit like you said, they got rules and shit that they have to follow. Yeah. They have like a certain audience that they have to and please. As free as and we are, they also we... have investors that they yeah. have to please as well. Yeah. We don't have that, number one. We can do and say whatever the fuck we want to say. But um, podcasts do have sponsors as well now. Facts, facts. But at the same time, and and here's here's the main reason why I say that you can't compare the two. Radio plays music. 
Yeah. We don't play music. Radio highlights the artist's songs. We highlight the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you know, like I do feel like the radio could be more active and like you know like like if Royce is talking or whatever like you know like and he's about to go to a a, 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 a commercial break. Shout out Smooth, he just dropped. Shout out Plainview, he just dropped. Shout out Heavy. All right, I'll be right back to y'all in a minute. And that's okay. not my radio voice, but so I agree with what you're saying. Now, explain this to me. Nipsey Hussle died at the beginning, at the top of this year, right? Mm-hmm. I say it was like three or four months into the year, right? Mm-hmm. I still haven't heard a Nipsey Hussle song on the radio. In Wichita. Did you hear a Nipsey song before he passed? No. Nipsey isn't a radio artist. Nipsey isn't a radio artist, technically. No. Nipsey, let's... But Nipsey has songs that are radio approved. Because you can go... And this is this has been my issue with the radio markets from the, the jump. Markets. And when you look at yourself as a small We've fish, you gonna stay in that small ass pond. Yes, yeah. But at the same time, if you're a small fish, some small fish are just like you know, like they only grow that size and they remain small fish. Not to say that Wichita is going to remain a smaller market, but they already tried the complete hip-hop radio station. Completely urban. It didn't work out for them. So they now have to wait another 10 or 15 years until Wichita grows. Like, we do the research, 400,000. Mm-hmm. In the next five years, we should be about six to 700,000. Mm-hmm. That's when they'll start to say, okay, now it's time. Now it's time. Once our black audience or like our urban audience is a little bit bigger, then that's when we can invest in an urban, you know, like a, like a completely urban radio station. Fuck it. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to link up with Royce again. It's time for another <laughs> so conversation. We, we can have the same conversation it's that we had the last episode. It's time for another conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely time for another conversation because, you know, because that man, like, he got gems. And then, like, you know, like, should I got, like how I always say, their hands are tied. With, all right, so you just spoke on the uh, Nipsey Hussle death. Uh, nothing was being played. Nothing was being played prior to his death either. But with the Mac Miller death, they had a whole Mac Miller segment. And I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah, 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 bro. Like, I remember that shit vividly. But I, me- I remember me finding out, and then literally five minutes later, Royce announced it on the radio. I remember that. That's kind of how it was for me. I'm not sure, like, if it was around the same time. I'm not sure, like, you know, like, when I heard it, if it was his initial announcement. Nah, nah, nah. Because when I turned on the radio, Mac was already playing. And I mean, he was like, we just about to vibe out to a whole bunch of Mac. Okay. But, you know, like in Mac, he really wasn't playing on the radio like that prior to his death. But, you know, but that's the difference in, you know, like in the market because Mac is like a, he's like the post, well, not post Malone, but (laughs) he's the, he's white. He's white. He's white. The majority of the investors are white. So, you know, so of course we're going to pay homage to this white artist. Mm -hmm. Nipsey, you know, he. He was a nigga. So we're going to have to come back to this conversation. 
We're gonna have to come back to it. Just like always. As always. We always gotta come we back would to never this settle this shit. I just what I think it is, is that and I got I got love and respect for Royce. I got love and respect for Hitman. And I got love and respect for Carla. And I know that their hands are tied as far as like they have limit they have limits yeah. to what they can do. I just I just question sometimes some of those limits. You feel me? Yeah. So just just my just my thought. Just my thought. You know what I mean? But And then I'm gonna be honest with you and we can switch Subjects, I don't want to hear rap niggas on the radio. Not rap niggas, but Hustle and Motivate. Hustle and Motivate was on the radio. Not here. Yeah, it was. No way. No way. No way. Maybe I was just on Pandora. We were in Tulsa! My shit was... Uh, (laughs) Okay, point proven. (laughs) You got your point proven. We was on the way to the Walmart, right? Yes! All right. (laughs) My nigga, yeah. All right, bet I remember that now. But yeah. See? Tulsa got a couple of lit ass radio stations though. It's 93.5 buying out the other radio stations to make sure they don't have competition. We gonna either next week Rolls Royce will be in this fucking studio or I will be calling Rolls Royce because Rolls Royce is a grown man. I can call all these other niggas. Rolls Royce is a grown man that has, you know, has to work, you know, late hours and shit like that. I got to respect his tongue. And then, so I don't want to call him right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say nothing, but yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that nigga probably wouldn't even answer my call right now. <laughs> he would answer. It would just be like a two hour phone conversation. <laughs> like you remember the, uh, on, uh, what album was that? Crumb Juice? When they had the interlude or whatever. It's like, and get off shit. the motherfucking phone, <laughs> nigga. Bye. Nigga, yeah. Anytime me, you, and Royce are in the same room or on the phone and have a conversation. That's about to be a long-ass conversation, bro. bro. Royce came over here. We did an hour and a half interview. And then once the- We sat on the steps for like an hour. (laughs) An hour. And the only reason why he left was because his wife called him like three times. It was like, yo, where you at? (laughs) Sit here with my niggas, baby. You see what happens? Sometimes you just got chill with your niggas, man. Man, but all right, before I get, get out of here, last subject. We spoke of Mac Miller, and uh, it was a coincidence you brought Oh, wow, up. yeah, hell yeah. Mad coincidence. Damn. Segway Ooh. King, I see you. Segway. Um, what's your take on Mac Miller's drug dealer being charged with murder? Um, I don't think that he should be charged with murder unless it was intentional, you know, like, like unless he made the swap, like, okay, he asked for this. But I'm about to get this nigga to fend off. That's what he did. Huh? That's basically what happened. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind then. Because I, all right, so I was under the impression that he, that the drug dealer didn't know. The drug dealer had a chick. Mm-hmm. And the chick is the one that brought Mac whatever yeah. Mac was requesting. Yeah. But the thing is, she gave him the wrong drugs. So she gave him. The wrong thing. Was it intentional or accidental? That's a question we're going to find out. So until that, you know, like until that question is answered, I feel like he should, like, like, I don't think it should be murder. Truthfully, I don't even think that it should be manslaughter. I just think that it they should be just. Manslaughter? Huh? Ooh. Manslaughter is way different than murder. Yeah. Well, all right. Ooh. So that's what this technically is because murder is intentional. Yeah. Manslaughter is accidental. So, like, yo, like, I accidentally served this nigga the wrong bag, and he died. 
So it's like, you know, so that's once that pre- should be once premeditated and the other one's not. Huh? Once premeditated and the yeah. other one's not. Yeah. Oh. Um, Look at me doing big words. With the <laughs> you stupid. With this particular situation, bro, for real, for real, you know, like because like we've all been in this situation. Mm-hmm. We've we've all been on like one side of this exchange. Either you was the nigga who wanted a pack or you the nigga who got the pack. Mm-hmm. I don't you know like a, like unless it's intentionally intentionally laced out, you know, like it was accidental. Um, I feel like you know, like I feel like he should be charged with just the distribution of drugs. Distribution of, uh, of narcotics. But when somebody dies off the drug that you sell, I don't know. That's that's manslaughter. I yeah. don't know exactly how far they want to take it, but once you once somebody that you sold a drug to dies off of on off of your drug, then it becomes a whole different scenario, Man. and they can paint a picture of you. However, did you they read want. the transcripts? No, that's too much reading for me. I'm sorry, bro. That shit was sad, bro. Like in it, like it dead ass had tears in my eyes. Man. Because like, you know, like it is not the exchange that had tears in my eyes. It was more so Max eagerness. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you ever like been out of weed, you know, like and like and you call all the plugs, you know, and ain't nobody answering, and then like a nigga finally answer or whatever. It's like, it's like, all right, well, what do you have? How much is it gonna cost me? How soon can you get it to me? And then like, you know, like you gotta read the transcripts, bro. But, but it's just like it's like we 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 really have to find the the source of these addictions mm-hmm. and really try to tackle those. Because I like how you worded that. from like reading that. the transcripts, he was yeah he was doing a lot. Yeah, he, Mac but, a lot. But Mac had Mac had been in a state like that for years. Yeah, because everybody that's like was around Mac or anything like that. Anytime I hear somebody mention Mac Miller, I hear them also say, "I tried to talk to bro." Yeah, I tried to tell him about like you know what I'm saying. He need like he got to chill out because he also battled. So like, even a lot if you watch things. his old interviews, yeah, 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 man, rest in peace to Mac Miller. Man, rest find the source of these addictions, man, and you know try to tackle that. You know, like it shouldn't be a reason why we're craving these imbalances. Yeah, and all my love and prayers out to those that do battle demons each and every day. Man, we all we all battle our own, you know, uh, our own battles, but there are really are people out here that shit point blank you know they question why they even got to be here yeah and if you are at that state or you at that point if i know you hit me up because i'll talk to anybody i'll talk to anybody like and i am i don't mean to put nobody's business out here like that but when my nigga plain view when i see him post something you know saying about feeling some way like you know i've i've taken my time you know to hit him up and be like hey bro love you like you know Mm -hmm. what's going on yeah because every everybody needs like at least somebody to know that they care. Yeah. Like everybody needs someone that needs somebody that at least cares. Yeah. And, and whether, you know, like, and on top of that, like, you know, like, like, you can make it through. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, sometimes, you know, like, whatever it is, you know, like, like, it feels overbearing sometimes, yeah. you know, like, it feels like, you know, like, it's, it's, it's easier to just be gone. But that's not always the case. And I think that's why, like, 
I can appreciate Joe Budden as well. Mm-hmm. Because Joe Budden, like, when you hear him talk about, like, the, the place that he was in, like, you know, just, like, five to six years ago. Yeah. And, like, this is when Slaughterhouse, like, they were, like, you know, really, like, moving. That nigga wasn't happy for shit. Yeah. You know what? Like, you know, like, and, like, sometimes you got to read between the lines because, like, when, when these artists, you know, like, and they're talking about their drug use, you know, like, sometimes it may seem like it's glorified, you know, like, and they're like, I'm on the fields, I'm on this, I'm on that, you know, like, and I'm having it, you know, like, it's a good time. But you got to read between the lines and understand, like, why they're doing these things. Like, half of these niggas is truly going through some shit. Mm-hmm. They truly going through something. And, you know, like, and that's just not, you know, that's with the mainstream niggas. Like, we all got homies that's lean the fuck out right now. Yeah. Perk the fuck up right yeah. now. Y'all you niggas know? stay off that shit, man. Like, if you want to smoke a, smoke a blunt every now and then or something like that. Man, look, and I'm going to stand by my shit, bro. Like, and I want a blunt right goddamn now, young. But sometimes we got to step away from that shit, too. 100% sometimes you just got to step away. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta step away, Rolo. Yo, uh, go ahead and hit him with the motivation, bro. Man, look, we just got done talking about this, so like, you know, like I'm gonna just kind of touch on this a little bit. But whatever it is that you're going through, reach out to somebody, bro. Like, and they can help you through whatever it is that you're going through. They may not understand it completely, but at the same time, just know that somebody's always in your corner. Uh, you're worth it. You don't have to. You don't have to go live a life just like you know, just like blindly on drugs, yo. Like, like, there's no point in just wasting away because that's what you're doing essentially. We're all just kind of wasting away right now, you know. And we could do so much better. So I just want you to look in the mirror, want better, be better, and do better. I love and it. That's it for the day. I love it, bro. I love it. Well, you know what? Once again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a dope episode of Point Proven. I go by the name of Rello. That's R-E-L-L-O. Four times the genius, man. Four running YouTube. Look, if you're going to run, run the goddamn world. Yo, and we out.